What up, what up, what up? Hey guys, how are you? This is your girl, La, AKA Pillar Talk. Um, with another episode of Whatever You Say, and I'm bringing you the daily dose of today's trending topics and discussions. And today's topic is about relationships, where we discuss our relationship with money. We are going to have a ball today. So you know what time it is. Right now is the time to go on your social media outlets and share, 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 share. Um, to your friends, family, loved ones, click on that share button. I'm going on my whatever you say um, like page right now, and I'm going to um, share it to my actual um, Facebook page. So um, just bear with me um, as I do that right now. And I appreciate um, you guys for chiming in today. Here we go. We have some great guests today. I'm super excited. Almost done. I'm getting better with this. So let's <laughs> uh, all right, almost done. All right, there we go. There we go. And um, without further ado, like I said, we have a great show. Oh, happy Black History Month, period, period. Happy Black History Month. Shout out to all my Black people out there. <laughs> and um, I entrepreneurs. Um, and I think it's very important this month um, that I educate my son. Every year I do it, they have some cool cartoons on YouTube that help him learn about Black inventors or what have you. So check them out whenever you get a chance. If you have any children, um, always expand on your knowledge of um, Black people who have made history um, during the course of time. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the panel today. What up, what up, what up, ladies? Hi. Hi. Hey. I'm going to go across the room one by one. You state your name and tell them about yourself. Okay, let's get started with Anika. My name is Anika. Um, Instagram, I'm at Anika Dudley 50. I am the owner of Phenomenal Credit Counseling. Um, I do credit counseling for the community and credit repair for anyone who feels that they need a little bit of help with their credit. Um, just repairing what they have in, you know, in the past and helping them build positive credit for the future. Um, I also just have a program where I'm helping my clients with budgeting, um, with, you know, the, the bigger goals in life that we're trying to do, buying homes, um, buying cars. Um, you know, I have realtors and lenders and, you know, all, all different people in the community who, um, who I've networked with to, to help my clients and just anyone in the community who needs help. Um, I'm, I'm big on financial literacy, financial success. So just trying to get everyone, you know, around me, my family, my community, my church family to level up and just get to that financial freedom that, you know, everyone's been trying to get to their whole lives because it's not that hard. You know, I'm just trying to give everyone that little bit of push. So, um, you know, that's basically what I do. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for introducing yourself. Okay, who we got here? Hey, everybody. My name is Tony Tops, owner of Tops Financial Group. At Finance-ish is where you can find me on Instagram. And what I do is I help small 
business owners and entrepreneurs get their finance itches together. So we make sure that we take care of all the background, your bookkeeping, your taxes, your tax planning, so you guys can stay creative. So if you want somebody, a financial coach that is authentic, that's going to check you on your ish, then make sure you follow us at Finance Ish. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And last but not least, state your name. Tell us about yourself. Yes. Hi, everyone. I am Brittany and Mrs. Fiscally Responsible. Charles, I am a financial coach and the owner of Fiscally Responsible, um, a financial empowerment company that's helping women thrive financially and reach financial success. I'm all about uh, helping women go from setting their goals um, in a smart manner and in terms of really being able to achieve their goals, anywhere from budgeting to saving to building wealth overall and building your net worth at, at overall as well. So I'm really happy to be here and I'm really excited to join the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. I appreciate that. Your introductions were lovely. Um, I was able to personally get to know you guys. So um Everyone hit them up. You see their social media outlets. Um, I'm quite sure after today's show, you're going to want to be connected with them. So without further ado, let's get into the questions. All right, let's go. First question, let's talk money. When it comes to saving, where should we start? Um, who wants to go first? Uh, I can go first. All right. Okay, let's go, Nika. All right. Well, personally, just my own personal goal, um, I started first with my debt. You cannot save money if you owe a whole bunch of people money. So that was my first thing, actually going through my credit report, disputing items that weren't supposed to be there, making sure all of my personal information was correct on my credit report. Um, I then, once um, the items that were disputed, they fell off. The ones that I needed to make payment arrangements for, I called the creditors. I negotiated. So I did not pay the whole portion, the whole bill. But um, I got to a point where I was debt-free with my student loans. And as a single mother of two, I started saving $2 a week. I would take have my direct deposit for $2 a week into savings accounts. And then each year, I just kind of bumped it up. So um, now, after five years of saving, I am saving $10 a week for each of us. So that money is just stacking. The interest is just stacking. And that's kind of how I started saving money. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Can I try it? So I think that's great. And this is a great point for me to piggyback off of definitely looking at your expenses and see where you can cut in your personal life, those expenses. So we, everybody had tons of streaming, right? So you can cut down on some of those streaming, you can cut down on those coffees, but um, and you need to put your money in high yield savings account, not regular savings account that are giving less than 1%. High yield savings account um, with great banks. So if you look at maybe your credit union, maybe Chase, different type of banks and compare their high yield savings. Also, you know, good savings vehicles are mutual funds. You can put money into mutual funds. You also can do self-funded IRAs. A lot of people, you know, think about just their job 401ks, but they do have, you know, especially for small business owners, those self-funded IRAs that can be, um, that you can put into that with pre-tax dollars as well. So, you know, I would start there after the expenses, like Anika said, once you clear all the debt, try yeah. to go into a high yield savings and that'll, that'll start generating some, some, 
some increases in the savings. You can start very low and then be able to add more money to it. Nice, nice, nice. Um, do you have anything to add to that? I sure do. So I couldn't agree anymore with these um, ladies. <clears throat> I think it's so important to also really reference your mindset overall. I feel like money mindset is so important when it comes down to starting your journey with saving in itself. You really want to just think about instead of spending all the time, because I was once a... Um, a habitual spender mm -hmm. um, to really focus on, you know, saving. And I always find this time um, of the year very important and critical, especially if you're working a nine to five job, you know, you're receiving that W-2. You really want to evaluate like your numbers from last year and what do you have to show for it? So really shifting your mindset to really um, say like, okay, I want to build instead of I want to spend all the time and really starting that small sort of like those small baby steps really goes a long way in terms of mindset shift in itself. And then really being able to focus on the discipline piece and start small, like don't get overwhelmed by feeling like you got to save this abundant amount of money. You know, it could be that $5 a week. It could be that $10 a week. You're starting somewhere. So I think it's so important to highlight also, you know, that mindset shift in itself and work towards that mindset shift. Nice, nice, nice. Piggybacking off of the mindset shift and starting um, as little as $5. That takes us into the next question. Let's um, talk saving. What strategies can we use to save money? Yeah, I have a great saving strategies that I use with my clients. I am like the 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 hovering type of you know coach like i'm watching what you're doing like i have you know a client and karita like she posted that she was at a store i'm like what are you doing we didn't put any money for you to go shopping whatever so what i always tell them is to get those prepaid cards right and on the prepaid cards you're going to put your groceries on one you're going to do a prepaid card and you're going to put recreation so even if we already put your budget and we allotted that you're going to do a hundred dollars a month you don't necessarily have to use that hundred dollars right so next month say you use half and next month you add that hundred then you're going to see that you're going to start scaling back on your own so if you have you know this shopping habit that, oh my gosh, I want to spend at least, you know, I need a new wardrobe. Whatever you have on that card is all you have for the month. And if you can't buy it on that prepaid card, because I've already frozen your other credit cards, right? Uh -huh. Then you're going to have to wait until the next month until that money goes into that account. So I think using those prepaid cards are a great tool um, and a great way to check yourself internally. She said, I froze your account. I, froze it. I, froze I love it. that. <laughs> That's that coaching life. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's absolutely like you, Lord have mercy. You don't have to freeze my life, honey. <laughs> oh, who's next? Oh, my God. I can add. I definitely agree with that. Those prepaid cards are definitely wonderful strategy for sure. I also feel like you, you should establish a system to set up like an auto savings. You know, where it's sort of like, hands-free approach because sometimes when we overthink about our money goals and it becomes very emotional setting it up once and kind of like just being on an auto sort of system goes a long way and of course that comes with really understanding your expenses compared to your income what you have coming in every um paycheck to really identify what's a feasible amount where you know could be automatically saved on a um on a paycheck to paycheck basis where um, that could build over time in itself. So I always like to highlight just 
taking that auto approach where you don't have to necessarily think about it too much, so to speak, mm. usually goes a very long way. Nika. Mm. I have to say, I like the idea of using prepay cards because people with bad spending habits, me, um, <laughs> you know, I think sometimes we, we're just swiping. We're swiping our cards, swiping, swiping, swiping. And the next thing you know, you know, you have an overdraft fee in your checking account because your Netflix didn't go through or your Hulu. <laughs> so now instead of paying $20 for Netflix, you've paid $50 for Netflix. Oh. We, that's something that we have to be conscious about. Um, and again, baby steps. Um, one of the things that I did was instead of getting coffee every morning, I made my own coffee. I got a Keurig. I found the coffee that I like. And instead of $4 a cup, it's costing me $4 a box, you oh. know, $4 for 12 cups. Oh. Um, instead of, you know, eating out for breakfast, buy things for breakfast because you know you're going to be eating out for lunch mm -hmm. or probably eating out for dinner so i always try to keep eating out to one time a day and ordering out for my family to one time a week i okay. really try to keep it down to that you know because sometimes as mothers you know we want to sneak our little mcdonald's fries you know just because we don't have to share them but <laughs> you know, we, we need to have a budget for that and we need to make sure we're keeping it to a minimum you know just for our overall health and for our financial health as well. So um, I honestly try to make enough at dinner to have for lunch the next day, nice. just so I'm not constantly eating out because you know all those swipes add up. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and just chiming in on that, like I recall, like well, when Brittany um, said something in regards to you know putting the money on a prepaid card, but I'm not a spokesperson for Cash App, but they have something in their system where you can schedule for payments to come out and how much you want to come out of your account, um, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, or what have you. So I had that set up um, for me so then that way I could budget money. Um, what were you about to say, Tony? Be careful with Cash App. You know, the scammers know how to backdoor. They got me in Vegas. So yes, I, I never promote Cash App. Or okay. So be careful. Somebody, look, somebody's harding that. She's like, <laughs> Okay. Yes. And I, you know what? You're so right. Um, mm -hmm. I always keep my cash app card locked, but mm -hmm. I am looking for another resource um, because I do not play. I was like, no, no, I'm going to lock this if I'm not using it. I only That's unlock right. it if it's in use. Um, but I do use it for like little budgeting things if I want me to, mm -hmm. if I don't want to go into my account, but we have a comment here as well. Um, can we just say, yes, Miss Tony Tops, <laughs> watch your good social media <laughs> on what you are buying watching. Yes, yes, yes. She said I'm a yes, she will she is uh true to what she say. Uh, we have her clients that's um speaking up for her. Does anybody have anything else to add before I go into the next question? All right, here we go. Uh, what strategies can we use to increase our savings? Is this the tech strategy one? Um, no, I think. No. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to sort of mention like a good time to think about like increasing your savings is always the time where you know you have a schedule increase in income. Like I always factor in like being a nine to fiver where you have annual performance appraisal time and you know, you know, you're designated to get that 
increase in your salary. That's like one of the key tips that I always like to mention. Keep in mind to plan out to increase your savings at that point in time. You were already sort of managing life, um, living on a certain level of income, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the perfect time to think in regards to, okay, as I'm getting this increase, then I could use that towards saving for my future overall. That's usually a good window of time to think about, you know, increasing your savings goals, what that had be. Or if you do get an opportunity to increase your income, you know, um, consider also thinking along the terms of increasing your savings at the same time, too. Those two sort of align really well together. Do you think that like because I noticed like um, being a nine to five or like there's some times where you get three checks in the month opposed to two. So a lot of people don't take that into consideration. It's like, yo, when I get this third check, let me just blow it. And it's like, okay, that's, I, I was thinking like when you were talking, that came up for me because yeah. um, I've been known to blow them. And um, so <laughs> I'm like, you know, just you stating that it's just like click just now. I'm like, okay, you know what? March is coming up. <laughs> so let me just put that extra money. Uh, Cause I wasn't in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that third time to get paid then I wouldn't have thought about using it anyway. So it's just like, still try to maintain that mindset. Thank you so much for bringing that up because that's one of my favorite times too, to also share with people like, okay, let's let's plan out, um, you know, that third paycheck month. That's an ample opportunity to set appropriate financial goals and mm -hmm. reach financial goals for sure because that's extra income flow and extra cash flow. So thank you so much because that was definitely that's definitely one of my favorite times. It's always if you're someone that gets paid biweekly, you know, you can um, project your third paycheck month to be twice a year, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I actually share that on my page every year. And that's usually a hit, too, in mm -hmm. terms of really being able to think along that way. It's like, let's think about four months out. Let's think about the end of the year, so to speak, when we know we're going to get that extra cash flow, because that's a perfect opportunity to really set yourself up to achieve those financial goals for sure. Mm. I would love to chime in um, from a full-time business owner. I think some of us don't look at, um, we normally take a draw, right? From, from what we make instead of taking a draw, which means like we take a portion of it to actually just go ahead and give ourselves a set paycheck. Then we're not taking, you know, oh my God, I made all this income. We're taking a draw on that portion, but going ahead and seeing what our salary is going to be opposed to just taking a draw on how much we make off of each project, each mm -hmm. client and so forth. And that's a good way as a savings. Um, so that difference you can put into a savings account that you don't have access to, mm -hmm. right? That's not because the problem is, is when our checking gets messed up or gets low, we just transfer from savings to checking mm -hmm. because it's so easy. It's usually <laughs> in the same bank. So we go ahead and decide, okay, this is what I'm going to give myself, you know, 50,000. I'm going to work on this 75,000, you know, annually. And the difference of that draw, we go ahead and put into that savings account. I think that will work really well for our business owners, learning how to pay themselves. And looking at yourself as although you're the owner, right? You're an employee of the business. The business is going to make money. It's you no, know, not just you making money. So the business don't be poor. It's not poor. Um, piggybacking off of Tony, um, setting up your savings account in a separate bank than your personal 
checking account is a awesome idea. Um, I was saying how I would have, you know, $2 direct deposited into our savings accounts. Well, that those savings accounts weren't connected to any debit cards and the bank was out the way. So I would literally have to go out my way and walk in the bank and actually take the money out if I needed it, you know, and we're all creatures of convenience. We're so it's self gratification. If I can't have it right then and there, I'm going to rethink it. So that was my whole process of thinking about the savings accounts. Like, okay, let me just put this over here where I can't touch it, can't get to it. And I really got to work if I want to get to it. So that was probably one of my best saving strategies. Um, also, um, I remember when I first kind of started with credit, um, I took my income tax return and the bills that I had that were fixed, like let's say my phone bill, my phone bill is the same amount every single month. I took a portion of my income tax and I paid that bill for the year. Mm. Now I was a struggling single mother at the time. I wasn't making a whole lot of money. So my mm. income tax return was a little bit larger, but that year, um, because I was able to take my insurance, my phone bill, and I believe my daycare bill and pay it a year in advance, nice. it opened up so much for me. I was able to take my kids on vacation for the first time that year. Mm -hmm. And I actually had money in my savings accounts after Christmas that year. Mm -hmm. Like, who, I never had money after Christmas. It was always a struggle after Christmas. So taking that money that you know you're going to get in a lump sum and thinking about how it can work six, eight, nine months down the road, that gives you the opportunity to take that that cell phone bill and actually put that in savings. Yeah. So that was probably one of the best the best strategies that I had used over the last couple of years. Nice point. Nice point. I like that, especially coming from a single mother point of view um, that um, goes off of sort of what Karita was saying. Like also, if you get a tax refund taken, that and put in a good portion into savings. But it's like... Um, you know, also like paying off those things so you won't have to worry about it and then whatever money you're getting is just going back into your account. You can have more money to save. Um, we have a question from somebody that is um, chiming in. Von Sears said, what about saving challenges? Yes, I'll chime into that. Savings challenges are awesome. I actually host a holiday savings challenge where um, you could set up to go ahead and um, Choose your designated goal to save for the year, so to speak, where you're allocating a, a pretty reasonable amount per month to go towards that that goal, that savings goal. For instance, with the holiday savings challenge, we know that Christmas comes every every year, right? And how oftentimes do we run into situations where we go into debt or we overspend? So it can go a long way when you are planning appropriately. You're starting at the beginning of the year to plan throughout every month to be able to designate a set amount to go towards so you'll have a lump sum amount. It also pretty much, um, depending on what type of savings challenge you join and everything like that, you often get a lot of support too, a little accountability and support. And you're not in like this journey of like savings alone, so to speak. So I, I highly encourage um, savings challenges. And there's so many out there. Even that 52 week savings challenge was probably my very first savings challenge I ever tried, where it's a dollar week one, $2, you know, that dollar, it's building that discipline and it's building that um, momentum where you're essentially you're working towards having a nice lump sum at the end. And 
you'll be so happy with yourself at the end where it's just a breeze. And that's really the goal to just get to the point where you're working towards trying to have a positive relationship with your money overall. Mm -hmm. I like I like that aspect of it um, because we're going to spend the money on something, right? So it's just like $1, $2, like you said, discipline. We're going to spend it on shoes. We're going to spend it on a candy bar or what have you. So if we can just take away those things and just, like you said, having a healthy relationship with our money, um, I like that. I'm, I'm going to start thinking about it from that perspective. I need a healthier relationship with my money, honey. <laughs> okay, let's get it to the next question. Um, are there any tax incentives or deductions we should be aware of that can help us save money? It's the one I was waiting for. <laughs> um, I think, and and I was a person that didn't like jump on this um, big time, but 529, the college savings that you can do for your children um, is very important, especially if you start now. I know um, some of you have like younger children that's two and three. You can start putting that money in there now and now it's open up that you don't have to wait and use it for colleges. You can use it for private school, all different type of things. So the 529s that your state is a state funded thing. Um, you can increase your health savings account, your um, your your FSAs, all those things, right? And you can use those pre-tax dollars, which is like really, really important. And one thing that I always tell like my homeowners especially when you're it's renovation time right spring cleaning and all that stuff that you want to go through go ahead and invest in those home energy improvements because you can write those off um the solar hot water heaters instead of using the gas ones or the electric ones that you have um if people are buying teslas i used to be a finance manager uh, for a car dealership teslas in new jersey they don't pay taxes on them so those electric cars like go ahead if you're going to invest in that that new wave i believe like all of the states are going to be moving towards that really soon and getting rid of, you know, the regular um, gas and because of the emissions. So go ahead and set yourself up and get ready and find out all the implications for your state that you can use to write off that the electric car tax. So the solar hot water heaters, the home energy improvements, the windows, the refrigerators, the appliances, any of those things will increase your savings um, for tax incentives. I, I love tax time. Sorry. <laughs> I can piggyback off of that. I'm absolutely with you with that, Tony. I absolutely love tax advantages and being able to take advantage of saving on taxes. I'm really big on that right now. Um, I think when it comes down to like your total compensation, the goal is to, and I, and I hate to, I don't want to come off like I don't like paying my taxes per se to Uncle Sam or anything like that, but the amount of taxes we pay in this country is a whole nother situation. So you want to really set yourself up to try to keep as much money as possible of yours. I always like highlighting your 401k plan, right? You're getting pre-tax advantages off of that. So the goal really, and I've and I'm going through my own evolution with this to try to become as subject matter expert as possible. But the goal is really to decrease your taxable income. If you're someone that has multiple gigs and things like that, it is key to get that number to a point where you're decreasing your taxable income. So for instance, your 401k, right? You're getting access to that through your employer. I know we're gonna touch base upon that. You're getting access to that to be able to decrease your taxable income. And that was the best sort of like mindset shift that I had really just trying to stick to, 
I happen to be married and we're dual income and we essentially were like highly compensated, right? Combined and all that good stuff. And it was key for us to understand that financial literacy at the end of the day to not overpay in taxes, right? So to really be able to get to a point where we're taking advantage of what we have access to, that that 401k plan, those HSA accounts, that um, FSA account for dependent care, all that stuff to really decrease our taxable income. So mm-hmm. we're keeping that number minimum and the wealthy do- does it all the time. And that's what I'm all about, trying to take advantage of that. And then when you throw in having a business, really get to the point of making your lifestyle your business, right? So really <laughs> understanding how do you write off those deductions and things like that. And the opportunity is out there. The tax code is like the cheat code in itself where there's so many ways, but it takes a lot of education to really commit to, to get to that point where, you know, not saying you don't want to pay taxes at all, but we're not trying to give all our money to the government, especially as black people. Where's my operation, honey? And you know what? As business owners, like we got to remember that our, we're not trying to get a refund. We're trying not to owe. So yeah. we definitely want to utilize that tax code. I'm so glad you brought that up. Like, no, let's not owe it. Let's not give Uncle Sam no money. Let's keep our money. Let's get our deductions right. And um, we're going to be better off for it. We are. Period. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. um, just, just real quickly, piggybacking off the ladies, um, the the solar energy bit of it um i happened a couple months ago um was re- a, a solar company reached out to me because they were moving into pennsylvania um the electric uh prices you know for electricity was just sky high before they didn't feel that there was you know any um business here for them but as soon as the electricity went up so high now they felt like okay we can be competition but they needed the homeowners that they were contacting to have a certain credit score. So they contacted me to possibly work with their clients because all of it's government funding. You know, we're talking about, you know, how to save our money. You know, the government wants to pay us to keep the air clean, to use solar products, to use solar companies. So um, again, we have to, make sure our debt is underneath is under control um we have to make sure that we have some money in the bank because a lot of these solar options we have to pay out front but we get it back at the end of the year so that's something to keep in mind too you know yeah you can take advantage of all these things but you have to have your money right you can't just be out here spilling all willy-nilly you have to prepare yourself if you want to save the money at the end you have to prepare for the beginning in the beginning and Brittany, you said plan, 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 plan. Having a plan is like everything. I if I have a lump sum of money hitting my account, I have a plan for it before I even touch it. Yeah. So having a plan for this money to be able to make the moves to go solar or to do whatever you want to do to try to save the money in the end sit down with Miss Tony or Brittany or ladies who have these type of businesses and make a plan so you can save money in the long run. La, 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 
Make a plan. Make a plan, honey. Make sure y'all out there taking notes. We're giving out some informative information today, okay? And these will get paid. Okay, mm -hmm. they get paid to do this. So, <laughs> so listen. Um, okay, next question. Uh, let's see what we have here. What investments can we make to ensure the growth of our city things over time? This is such a good question. Yeah. There is a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when we were talking about these questions before, we were talking about your 401k. Um, mm -hmm. Take advantage of your the company you work for, the job you work for. Take advantage of the 401k. Um, you know, it's 2023 and most people have a nine to five and a side hustle. Mm -hmm. So if your side hustle can cover some of your expenses, try to max out that 401k, meaning put in as much as you possibly can every single week into that 401k. And, you know, if you're working for a good company, they're going to match that amount. So the more you put in, the more they're going to match, which is more money that is putting put into your retirement fund, which is more money that you're going to have in the long run. So you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of some of the benefits that some of these companies are giving because not a lot of companies are giving them nowadays. So you definitely want to just take everything that they can give you, literally. Make your money on the side yes. and put everything into your 401k, whatever savings account you're, you're putting your money into, make that money work as hard as you work for that money. I'm going to say something that I don't know why people forget about this. Life insurance. Mm -hmm. oh, Ma'am, you guys, I'm so tired of fish fries and go me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Baby, life insurance is a savings vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, being able to have one that's not just term, right? And not just, you know, a group policy that you don't own, own because you're mm -hmm. dollars, you know, is very cheap, it's a dollar. But when you leave that job, that life insurance stays. So you need something that's going to, you know, be able to protect you as an income replacement if anything happens to you. But it's also a savings vehicle if it's attached to a cash balance. People want to tell you, no, you don't want to. You should really talk to uh, a professional that deals with life insurance that can tell you what option is great for you, you, you know, um, but that's a vehicle, a saving vehicles where you can go and borrow from yourself and pay yourself back. So, you know, life insurance, y'all better get on board. We tired of these GoFundMe's and fish fries <laughs> and, the beers and all that. We tired of that. Absolutely. Uh-oh. I don't yeah. know about y'all, yeah. but I'm tired of the gold for me and the fish fries myself, honey. And I mean, I'll support, but we don't want to continue to get to that point in our lives where that's what we depend on because everybody don't have it, you know, and you can't get mad at somebody because they're not, I don't, I don't feel you should get upset with somebody because they can't support you at the moment. Everybody's in a different mm -hmm. time in their life. They may not be yeah. able to give it, you know, you, you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm sorry, I was muted for a second. Okay. I can add. <laughs> All right. So I think um, essentially, you know, savings is baseline, right? We should be saving our money. But it, the message that I like to express is that it takes more than savings to just grow our money. Because with savings, you know, with the with current savings, um, savings APRs and saving rates and things like that and compared to like the inflation rates 
it's extremely important that we work towards investing our money to see some growth, to see capital gains and things like that. So um, I always like to start off by saying about like micro investing, being able to think about investing in a small manner. And there's certain platforms. I love Acorns and I love Stash. Those are two platforms that were my favorite. And those sort of started my journey with um, investing where it was like literally sphere change that I was investing. Because oftentimes a lot of people feel like, oh, I need all this money to invest. And no, you don't. So understanding that you can start small, you can buy fractional shares and really just getting yourself exposed to what does investing look like for you? Whether or not it's individual stocks, mutual funds, whatever the case is, I always like to encourage individuals to utilize the tools on your phone. On iPhone in itself, you have access to the stock market details, right? So really just committing to educate yourself. And then I cannot express any more about the um, your 401k, right? You have direct access. If you have a nine to five, you have a company that offers a 401k, especially if it offers a company match, sign up for that, join that, contribute to that. And that will give you access to start investing as well. And really, because investing is definitely an intimidating um, industry in itself overall. So it's just important for you to stay committed, start small, expose yourself to information, as much information as possible. We're, we live in a day and age where all the information is accessible. It really just a matter of understanding you must invest in order to see your money grow because it's not going to grow in the way it potentially can be in a savings so really understanding like your money must be invested to grow nice 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 and i want to apologize my mama keep calling me because oh. like, <laughs> no i'm like i'm shout out to my mother i love you girl um so just just adding to what Brittany was saying the acorn and stash um listen with with um stash somebody sent me a link to stash to join you know one of the requests um there's a lot of incentives you you know you add a few people um yeah you, you some money back not only that you start off they give you they give you five dollars free to start mm -hmm. off with let me tell you i forgot about my stash i let it sit it went up to five um five hundred dollars from five the five hundred dollars um right. because the, um I looked into the investments, looked into it, and I'm just got it sitting. So I'm just like, mm -hmm. okay, I can add more money, I could just sit and just watch it grow. I'm like, listen, I got free money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just like That's take right. that money, do your little research, look into um do your research about investments or what have you, but I just have it sitting. Um and then like I invested in something that people didn't think was gonna work, and then now is this, you know, um rocketing right now, just off of five dollars. So um I would say like utilize those little things and also they have like um incentives where you can save for your child for their future it'll tell you by saving this amount of money each week or bi-weekly this is how much money they will have at this age so it's like it's a really pretty cool tool to use in terms of that yes um anyone else before we move on to the next question <laughs> and mama please don't call me <laughs> <laughs> Mama, don't call her. We did. <laughs> um, she gonna get on here and say something. I know she is. Um, we got a question from one of our viewers. Well, we have a question from two of our viewers. Um, one of our questions say, "What about saving enough money to start your own bank account?" 
to start your own bank account or own bank? Oh, yeah, I read own bank. Oh, right. because you, oh, boy, I know this. That's a lot of money to save, but you can do Peter. Save. Were you talking about bank account or bank? Because I I got bank account from the. I'm thinking he meant bank. <laughs> I'm definitely seeing bank, and I'm like, right. oh, let's go together right. collectively. Yeah, well, you could do peer to peer lending. You know, at any time, there's a lot of peer to peer lending. You know, platforms where you can you know lend to people based off if they just need fifty dollars to the next pay or a hundred dollars or two hundred. So I would say look into peer to peer lending. Um, there are platforms already out there, so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, but saving money to start your own bank is a lot to do, and you have to you have to have so much capital capital, you know, to start, and then you have to have another set of funds to be able to loan out for it to be insured. So it's not as easy, you know, as you think. I would start off with peer to peer lending, and then you can you can necessarily be the bank. Mm, nice, I like that. Um, I like that suggestion. He out here trying to start another Black Wall Street honey channel. <laughs> I love it. Let's get it. Um, another another good suggestion is not starting your own bank, but um, trade lines. There are a lot of people who are out here purchasing trade lines from you know different companies. But basically, what a trade line is is let's say you have awesome credit. You have an 800, 825 credit score. You have a Capital One credit card. You've had it for ten years. You haven't missed any payments. And let's say you have a $10,000 credit line on that. You can actually rent that out to someone who is actually trying to boost up their credit score for just a couple of months. Mm. It's not good for mortgages and it's only good for a certain period of time. So most times it's like three to six months. So if someone's trying to buy a new car, they can buy a trade line which means that $10,000 balance is going to be reflected on that person's credit report, which is going to make their credit score go up. Mm. So then, But once you take them off, which you're basically putting them on as an authorized user. Mm. So once you take them off of your account as that authorized user, then their score is going to go down because that $10,000 is, it does not look available to them anymore, but mm. it's going to get them to where they need to be to make that larger purchase that they want to make. So mm. that's always, if you have good credit and you've had good credit for a long time, you have really good standing credit cards, you can literally pimp out your credit. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good way to make money if you've been financially responsible for, you know, a, a long period of time. That's the whole business that people are That's doing. The That's the business. So, you know, you just have to get in the right position and let that be a whole business. I'm working on that, girl. So much more into like, because that's a whole business. It's a business. More opportunity for you. So the goal is to be fiscally responsible to be able to achieve that excellent Mm -hmm. credit level, right? Mm -hmm. And be able to sustain it, right? Mm -hmm. So you're able to do these type of things. So it just opens up an array of opportunities for you. Once yeah. you put yourself in that position and it comes it's down another to source of income. It's another source of income and you don't even have to go out and work for it. Listen, You're not putting in any physical labor for it, but you've worked the last 10 years yeah. to make sure your bills are paid on time and right. you were doing what you need to do for your credit. Absolutely. You know, it, it's levels, it's steps, but it's definitely an extra source of income that can get you to where you're trying to get financially. It's levels to this. Um, it is. We- <laughs> Absolutely. He said, pimp my credit. <laughs> <laughs> a little low. 
Um, <laughs> we have um, another question um, before we go into our questions. What about diversifying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are the good questions? Yes. I, really <laughs> yeah. I can speak on that. I mm-hmm. think it's so important to diversify your portfolio, whether or not that be look, whether or not that looks like you know you own a little real estate, you are invested with a brokerage account in single and individual stocks if you're invested into mutual funds and things like that diversification is so important it's that concept Mm -hmm. of not having all your eggs in one basket right so when the market Mm -hmm. goes up down right you don't want to be losing when it's down right but if you have a diversified portfolio then you're winning whether or not the market go up down sideways left and right so it's so important. I, I always like to emphasize like diversification is key to get to that point. It starts with baby steps, right? Because we all mm-hmm. got to start somewhere, whether or not that looks like micro investing and then you move on. You also have your 401k at the same time. That's mm-hmm. all diversifying your portfolio, right? Because it's really a part of your complete assets. Mm-hmm. Essentially. So really keeping that in mind, the goal is to always sustain your diversified portfolio for sure. And if I can, you you want to talk to someone that can help you pick depending on what your goals are, right? So right. you don't want to be all over the place. It really depends on what you're trying to do, the time. You don't want to say, oh, I want to be a millionaire by three months. Um, <laughs> responsible. I need three months. Three months to change my life. No, 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 no. It's no longer than that, right? And we need to make sure that you know you 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 set out a plan. We set out some goals. Um, Apple always do split shares, so it's all these different things that you have to pay attention to, or at least have someone else paying attention to for you that they can bring the plan and run the play. So it's just like having a quarterback and having a team. You know, you need somebody to coach. You the quarterback and somebody to run the play. But if you don't listen to the coach, you can't blame us if you don't. If we bring it to you and you don't follow the plan, so you know mindset. Like you know, like you were saying earlier, you know, is all about being able to um, deal with your relationship with money and how you're going to receive the information because you may want to do this in three months. I'm trying to get a new house like tomorrow. Biden forgave my loans. I need to go now. You know, some things are just not realistic and we need, you know, a little time to make that goal happen. Right. Right. And a lot of coaches and if they not listening tonight, then honey, don't be getting mad when things don't go right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just real quick, piggybacking off of Tony, we all, we all, again, like Brittany said, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, We always have to remember millionaires are millionaires because they have several streams of income. They didn't just hit the lottery and now they're a millionaire. You know what I mean? They put their money into different baskets. You know what I mean? They, they diversified. They have you know, this chicken shack over here. They mm-hmm. have this apartment building over here. Right. They're pimping out their credit over here. They have so many different things that are bringing them income that are they're able to take that money and to, you know, invest it into even more. So just because you have all these streams of income doesn't mean you should go out and just start buying materialistic things. You have to make turn that money over and invest that money back into something else. And that's how you start getting that money to di- to di- diversify excuse me stuttering to di- <laughs> diversify so um you know it's not just a one 
thing type of thing. It's right. something that you have to continue to work on, yes. continue yeah. to plan, continue uh -huh. to put your money back into. Like you gotta keep putting your money back into it or it's not gonna work. Mm -hmm. But you don't, I, I wanna say, you don't have to have seven different streams of income, right? Right. You know what I mean? I do, my whole business is everything money. My umbrella is everything money, right? So I'm doing taxes, right? This tax season, that's dealing with money and tax planning and, you know, helping entrepreneurs. So you can eat off the same business concept yeah. seven times, like, oh, you know, wow. credit repair, right? Recovery, mm -hmm. building business credit. You don't have to have a chicken joint here and a daycare and a nail salon right. and a pizza shop <laughs> and I'm washing hair, I'm a shampoo girl. You don't have to do all that. You yeah. can do, you can find what your passion is and you know, and and eat seven ways off of that one. One, page. yes. Um, so I don't want you guys to get confused that we're saying go out and be the solar man and you know be an HVAC and do landscaping and have to work really hard. You don't have to work hard. You just got to work smart. Smart, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I'll just add one more thing to that. Like it is the goal is really to work work smarter and not harder. So mm -hmm. the ladies are absolutely correct. And when we think about where's our money, you know, invested or where's the house at? Let's think passively too. And when we think back to like, even how is our money invested? I love me like a good dividend um, investment, right? That's paying <laughs> dividends on a quarterly basis, right? So really thinking along that scope, because the ultimate goal is for us not to be working for the rest of our lives or working mm -hmm. hard and strenuous and this hustle culture. The goal is really to be able to just collect the check <laughs> in our sleep. Yes. Um, so yeah, I would like to just add the detail about thinking about investing, about investing into like stocks and investments that's going to pay you dividends. That's a good way to access just money that's going to be recurring um, on a quarterly basis. And of course, the more you invest, the more the dividends you get for sure. But yeah, that is a good takeaway for us to all remember. Period. You can end it right there. Period. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, I hope you guys. Um, oh yeah, I just want to take a quick side note. Um, say a quick side note. Thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Um, listen, follow these ladies. You see their um social media platforms um right under uh their profile. So Make sure um, you follow them on their platforms. Um, but thank you all for tuning in once again. Let's get into the next question. It's one of my favorite questions. What resources should we ask our employers about that we can possibly take advantage of? Brittany. So y'all want the cheat sheet? The cheat sheet. <laughs> So I think it, it, it really starts with understanding what benefits your um, employer offer. So really being able to understand the 401k, the retirement options that's available to you to contribute, whether or not it's the company match available. Um, flexible spending accounts, right? So your complete benefits guide, you should have a copy of that. And you should be highlighting every single thing that's offered to you because there's a lot of benefits in that. I love to highlight the flexible spending account for dependent care. I became a mom almost four years ago, right? And I was hit with that shock surprise of the cost of daycare. And I'm like, okay, this is crazy, right? However, because I became um, educated in the flexible spending account for dependent care, right? 
I was able to manage my daycare expenses through that. There oh. is an IRS limit to that, which is $5,000, which is in New Jersey, it's not even half the cost of daycare for the year, but it gave me an opportunity to access that pre-tax um, and that tax savings in itself to manage that daycare expenses a little bit better with a little bit more ease, so to speak. So I always love speaking about that one, your 401k, any of your um, retirement options, because in nonprofit, this, there's a 403b, right? So really understanding that company match, what's that um, financial institution um, that that retirement plan is housed through, understanding those investments, understanding um, the life insurance options that's available because you're getting those access to all of that at a group rate. So understanding, take advantage of that. It's gonna be the cheapest for you in premiums. And then I could go on and on, but the last thing I would reference also, which we tend to sleep on, is our employee assistance programs, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important, especially in this day and age where we all need a little access to um, the therapy and things like that. Yep. That employee assistance program offers so many benefits through that for you to access therapy at a low cost to you if or no cost mm -hmm. at all a lot of resources through that and most of the time employers also offers like a discounted program too to your um to their employers so really shopping that and shopping through that and understanding what's available because when you're planning trips right we all want a discount on that trip when we are planning to go to a broadway show whatever the case is oftentimes these employee perk programs offer those discounts to you so really take advantage, understand, request your benefits guide. So you just have that copy at your fingertips at all times and really understanding what's available and what's gonna work best for your lifestyle. I like I like what you said, Brittany, cause that's what my job does. They offer us like discounts on trips. Um, they We have like free gym membership. We have, um, Love it. Yeah. Um, what else, what else? Like if you, like even just getting those little perks, you get an extra hundred dollars from um, just people being polite to the yeah. customers or what have you. Um, like, so it's just like everybody try to take, you know, take time to look into the incentives with your jobs because many out there, honey, and it might be, be passing by. So try to get as much as you can. I got a discount on my phone bill through Verizon. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Try to get as much as you can out of your employer like you know yeah you work hard so get it <laughs> you know one thing that i loved when i was working oh it's the best thing that i that i asked about that tuition reimbursement oh, yes. Baby, yes. listen i love a good tuition reimbursement yes. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. education doesn't stop, right? So I'm taking a class, you know, I'm at grad level. I'm taking a, you know, an EA course for taxes or my certified financial plan. I want to know if you're going to reimburse me for right. this, especially yeah. if it's direct correlation to my job, right? right? Um, And another thing that I think, you know, it, it's not a, to deal with employers, but as a veteran, everywhere I go, I ask if they give veteran discounts. Everywhere. My son hates it. I'm at the sneaker store. I'm asking. Okay. I'm at Burger King. I'm asking. Ross, all those different things. So, you know, don't be scared to find out about those things that you worked hard for, you know, your whole life to, you know, to go ahead and ask for that discount. You know, senior citizens get it on Tuesdays at Ross. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. 
So, you know, don't be scared. Yeah, piggybacking off you ladies, I actually used to do um, like new hire orientations for the my last company that I work for. So I actually got to dig deep in all of the benefits and I was the person to let them let everyone know mm-hmm. about all the benefits. Um, so one that one that we did not touch on was short term disability. Mm-hmm. I actually um, had to get carpal tunnel surgery on both of my wrists. Um, when I was 30, I was super young when I had to do it. But, you know, being, again, a single mother, single parent, that short-term disability paid out, I think, within two weeks. They paid out so quickly. So I really didn't miss a beat when it came to my financials and my bills. So, you know, that couple dollars every week putting into that system, it's actually worth it. It, it really is. And um, again, the tuition, um, I still serve tables at Red Lobster just a day or two a week. But because I still work for that company, I get a certain amount off my tuition at the end of my degree program. So I only have 13 classes left in my degree program, but because I'm an alumni and because, you know, I mean, I get just regular FOSFA and because I work for Red Lobster, doesn't matter if it's five hours a week or not, Mm -hmm. they're still going to give me that discount. So tapping into your employer and tapping into the college or the school that you're going to and seeing if they offer a discount or if they have an affiliation program with the company that you're working for is an awesome idea because you never know what type of discount you can get off your tuition nice 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 and and you know what it's it's good that you brought that up because a lot of people wouldn't think like establishments will give back um that much to their employees like because um, I used to be a um, manager for a family dollar for many years um, and they gave back, they had many incentives as well. So um, as far as like tuition reimbursement and things of that nature. So it's like, it doesn't matter where you're working, people look into <laughs> um, the incentives for the company. Um, be mindful to do that. We have a, another question. We um I have someone chiming in late. We did talk about it, but uh, maybe we can give her just a, a rerun on it. But she's basically saying saying it, so we um, may not have to answer it. <laughs> um, not sure if this has been asked. I'm a little late. How about the benefits of whole life insurance over term? Um, would you say this is a great way to borrow while paying yourself um, back, right? I think it really depends on, again, what your goal is. Term doesn't have a cash value attached to it, right? It's Mm. just an income replacement for a certain amount of time. And then it's over. So life insurance wasn't designed to be forever, right? So people forget that, you know, when you're younger, you need a lot of life insurance. You have children, you got new homes and all this other stuff. So if something happened to you drastically, it would make an impact. So when you get older, you don't need as much. So if term is only for a short amount, whole life, universal, all those things that have a cash value are absolutely great because it's like you're the bank for yourself, right? So you can go ahead and borrow, pay yourself back. If something happens and you can't pay yourself back, you still have the face value for the life part. You just lose the cash. So as you know, just making sure that you talk to someone that is you know well versed and well knowledge about the different policies and don't get bullied because some you know um and i'm i'm life licensed in five states so some of us you know get very passionate about you know you don't need to do this or whatever find the person that's going to listen to you 
and hear what you want and not put their personal beliefs on you. Mm. And then, you know, if you're if you're dealing with um, we'll talk about that on the next one. But, you know, it's a good it's a it's a it's a good, well-rounded vehicle to use for different things. All right, let's go into the next question, which is our final question. <laughs> How much should we save for retirement and at what income level? Can I say, can I start? Because yes. piggyback off that, I think um, everybody has a different income level that you need to do a financial needs assessment, right? To see what your need is because 30,000 now, it's not the same as 30,000 just shoot last year we were talking about it eggs are crazy you know what i mean 10 12 dollars for eggs bread and milk so you really need to see do a financial needs assessment to see what you're making and how much how that money is going to look in the next couple of years and you know to your family and to yourself um as and then looking at your debt with your credit and your income so it's a it's a real personal type of relationship and you know something that you can't really be generic about because i can't say you guys need to save a hundred thousand dollars for retirement because that shit, excuse me may only be ten thousand in five years it may only be equivalent to that right you really need to do you know a financial needs analysis on yourself and you know where you're going and what your goals are buying a new house and you know if you have a two-income home if you're going through a divorce if you're a single parent you know um it's really going to decide how you save for retirement right 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 i'd say listen live off the land buy a farm it's <laughs> <laughs> straight like that it may, may be a lot i don't know right. <laughs> I don't have much to chime in, but I just kind of piggybacking off of Tony. Uh, you know, it is a personal a personal thing. I, like I said to Toya before, it just depends on how you want to live. You know, what right. I mean, if you're happy living in your one bedroom apartment and you know watching two two seven all day when you're getting older, like that's fine. But there's some people who want to travel and that are going to need more money and that want to keep the same lifestyle they had as when they were working. We also have to realize that the money that we are paying into the social security system, we are not going to get that money back. You know, we're paying into a system that we're most likely aren't going to get, you know, anything back from that system when it's time for us to retire. And that retirement age is being pushed further and further and further back. Oh. So you, know, you have to think about like, when it's time for me to retire, they're probably going to want to make me work until I'm about 80, 85. Do I want to work until I'm 85? Absolutely not. So, you know, making a plan and putting my money in the appropriate places for it to grow the way I needed to grow, making my money work as hard for me as I've worked for my money is what's gonna be important when trying to save for retirement. Mm, like Brittany was saying, like you wanna you wanna um, be sleeping making money. So exactly. <laughs> let's, try exactly. let's try to find a way because yeah. it's gonna change. <laughs> Um, do you have to add anything, Britt? Yeah, I definitely um, agree with both ladies. I have the same exact perspective on things. Personal finances is personal, whether or not it's now or whether or not it's in retirement, right? So it's very important for you to be well in tune with what you want out of life. What are your exact goals, right? Do you want to work a nine to five to 40? Do you want to retire early at 40? Do you want to work beyond that? Whatever the point is, it's always going to be personal. And then this way you can establish your goals based upon that. 
So I encourage everyone to have annual goals, right? To focus on what are you doing for 2023, right? Because that essentially is going to push you to be able to have five-year goals like that. And then work your way in increments in that way to determine, okay, what do you want out of life when you do reach that phase of retirement? Because you define it at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Realizing you create your happiness at the end yes. of the day. So it's so important for us to all know it's no special formula. It's no like one set rule because I hate all of that stuff for sure. Like mm -hmm. you define it. All this information is accessible, available. You have to ensure that you define it according to what you want out of life. Do you like traveling? Then integrate that into your planning, knowing what you want to do in retirement. So that way you're able to determine, okay, where your investment should be going to now to define, okay, what's your perfect retirement amount, so to speak. That could look like a hundred thousand that could look like in five hundred thousand that could look like a million, whatever the case is. It is really that needs um financial needs assessment is extremely important because understanding like your current financial situation and what does it cost you to live off on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis will go a long way for you to define what is it gonna look like in five years or ten years or 18 years if you just had a baby, right? Because your your expenses are going to change throughout all these durations mm -hmm. of life, so to speak. Right. So really understanding all of that to really define your customized plan because it's going to be personal, essentially. The goal is to be working towards that and saving and investing towards that, but ultimately you're going to define that. So, mm -hmm. so important for everyone to all right um uh, anything else ladies nothing else well if there's nothing else to be said, we're gonna open up the um room for people to ask any questions if you have any questions please ask them now i'll allow uh at least two minutes uh for you to put your questions if not then we will end um our show um, but I definitely want to take the time to uh, thank you ladies for being on the show. And for those who just are now, like who are now chiming in, um, this show will be pre-recorded. Once we end the show, it will be uploaded on the platforms right away. It will be um, on YouTube and Facebook. You can look it up on YouTube under whatever you say podcast. Tomorrow it will be uploaded on Spotify and Apple as well so make sure that um you know it's always accessible for you to come back get this information bring your pencils and your pads um uh, we have um carita who said great advice ladies thank you for chiming in that's my sister <laughs> yes sister, my slash mentor she everything honey um so i just appreciate her so much i'll make sure y'all look her up to carita lugo honey she's just she says everything. Um, so, okay. So we since we don't have anyone chiming in, I'm going to allow you guys to stage. Oh, hold on. Wait. Great show. We got people saying great show. Great advice. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Dr. Love Jones. That's my brother. <laughs> Thank you for chiming in. Um, he's going to be on our February 15th show. It's going to be an all-male panelists nice. ask questions i can't give my opinions i'm letting <laughs> whatever he say it's not whatever i say show yes um, <laughs> I want to see, um guys perspective on women uh, from all
perspectives. So we have a, a, a good uh, group of men coming on from different walks of life. Um, so uh, we look forward to that. And um, without further ado, I like saying it. <laughs> we're gonna um, we're gonna get stage right now to Anika. And um, if you have any closing remarks that you want to leave with people, leave it, and then let them know where to find you, or, or you could tell them what you do again, just in case they missed it. Um, so closing out, um, all the advice that these ladies gave were exceptional. I actually had my pen and paper writing down some things. Um, again, I do credit repair. I do um, credit uh, counseling. So um, anyone out there, if you are looking to get your credit repaired, um, I actually do a whole program where I am showing you how to budget. I am hooking you up with lenders. I'm hooking you up with realtors in the area. Um, just a, a to Z program to help with your financial situation. Um, if you are trying to learn how to establish credit, I also help with that. Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, Phenomenal Credit Counseling. And um, my name is my name um, as my personal, Anika Dudley. And I am at Anika Dudley 50 on Instagram. So um, Toya, I appreciate you asking me to join the panel. I had a great time chatting with you ladies. Great information we put out there. I'm glad that you said yes, because my girl, <laughs> I'm grateful that you're here. My girl was going to say no to me, honey. <laughs> but I'm glad that you made it today because you made a big impact and I appreciate your advice. And I'm going to be looking back at this video again, honey, because yes. sometimes I have to hear things twice. Like, mm -hmm. um, so I'm grateful that we are going to have this recorded. So make sure you guys do the same. Um, tell us your name. Tell us about you. Where can they find you? And some closing remarks. Yes. So thank you again, Toya, for having me. It's been a wonderful opportunity and pleasure to um, be on the panel with you ladies, for sure. I definitely learned a lot from you ladies as well. Um, again, my name is Brittany Charles. You can find me on Instagram at Mrs. Fiscally Responsible. I am a financial coach and the owner of Fiscally Responsible, a financial empowerment company that's focused on providing coaching solutions for women, as well as financial uh, literacy awareness. I actually have a merchandise line as well um, to raise additional uh, financial literacy awareness in terms of building wealth and all that good stuff and assets and excellent credit, all that good stuff. Um, and again, it's it's been a pleasure. My, my biggest sort of advice is to really just just be fiscally responsible, really. <laughs> Essentially, really focus on your financial life. Put a focus. Don't let the time go by. You know, time is going to pass regardless. So it's important for you to establish financial goals and really understand that it, you, you're capable to achieve it. I don't want to hear, oh, it's impossible because where I was at years ago, I was living paycheck to paycheck and I was thinking that that was the life itself. That's all I knew. And now at this point in time, I have really um, enhanced my financial life a whole lot. And I'd like to teach women to do the same as well. So understand, start small, personal finances, personal, and really uh, prioritize your financial life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that last but not least. <laughs> I had a great time. So thank you, Toya, for having me. I learned a lot from you ladies as well. Um, you guys gave great advice. I also want to tell you, so my name is Tony Tops, T-O-P-P-S, right? So I'm a small business coach. I help you guys, you know, get your finance ish together, 
right? So with everybody, everything that everyone says, um, it's important that we start today. You don't have to put it off. Like, you know, Brittany said, you start today. If you're looking for someone that's going to hold you accountable, you can follow me at, at finance-ish on Instagram or my personal page, Tony Tops. I help you turn your passion into profit. So we, we take you from point A to point Z. So I hope to talk to you soon and you know how to find me. Period. And that's Tony, because everybody spelled Tony different. So that's T-O-N-I, Tony. Tony, make sure y'all get it right. Get it right, get it tight, okay? <laughs> and before we end, we have one more question. Um, and this is a really good question. So um, we're a little bit over, but I think this is a pretty cool question. And then I will release you ladies to go about <laughs> y'all lives and to y'all families or whatever y'all got to do and eat y'all food, whatever. So, um, here comes one last question from Vancia. That how early should we teach our children financial budgeting? Now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I started a savings account for my son. And um, as he gets older, my thoughts is like when he does chores, it's like, okay, I'll pay him for his chores, but now I teach him also how to put some away and then he could keep some for himself. Listen, you can't get any more money until it's time for you to get paid for your chores. Them how to, um, you know, it's like work life. That's what you do. You get paid. Yes. You put some in the bank and and that's just how life is. So um, that's just one of my things. But what, do you guys have anything to add to that? I definitely have to say right now, it's never too early. I remember um, my daughter's almost four. I had her surrounded with me at like my financial empowerment events when oh. she was a toddler, just sitting there, right? Mm -hmm. Because that energy she's consuming at the end of the day. So right. it's never too early. I think you could start those baby steps for sure. You know, having a piggy bank, that exposure yeah. mm -hmm. to those sort of monetary things goes a long way. For example, I wasn't exposed the way I wish I was. Yes, my Nana, she taught me how to save my money, but it wasn't really no defined plan in place in terms of, okay, how much should I be saving, right? But she did instill that part in me when I started working at 14. I'm a firm believer the earlier the better because it's only going to be the best for them for when they become an adult in itself. So those little things, exposure to budgeting, exposure to learning the concepts of working for money, goes a long way for them to understand the value of money goes a long way and not to have like that child that's like totally disconnected and want to ask for everything with no concept <laughs> so like okay this costs money right we don't have like a money tree at all so it's so important to instill the early the better and they begin to pick up on things as early like your little ones too and I'm sure he's gaining a whole lot of insight just from you integrating that into your lifestyle so i the earlier the better by any means necessary have them hear you talking about money around um them and everything like that so absolutely the earlier the better and it starts small get that piggy bank have them count them coins it's gonna go a long way listen nice. I make my son, you know, I don't know if your guys' bank still has a coin machine. TD Bank over here, we don't have it anymore. I make him put them coins together and roll them up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're going you to put some skin in the game. And then also, 
you know, teaching them how to budget, teaching them how to have those goals. Those they have those um, green lighthouse cards, and you know, this is how much you have. You want to get this game. I have a ten year old and an eighteen year old. Um, you want to get this game. This is how much money you have to save in order to get this. And once you spend that money that you reach for that goal, you got to start all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? You know, wait until you build it up a little bit. So you don't have to be back at zero. I used to hate going on vacation and coming back home and having to be on zero again. So I'm trying to instill in my boys not to start at zero. So, you know, letting them save the change out their pocket. Because, you know, once you break a 20, that's it. It's over. It's gone. So that change, you know, with piggy banks at any age, my mom used to keep a can under her bed with change. And if I forgot to ask for lunch money, she's like, oh, go ahead under there. You count on our quarters. Oh, I need $4 worth of quarters for lunch. And now I keep that same change in the house for those emergencies. So, you know, teach them, teach them that the money is a, it's a value and it doesn't grow on trees. You know what I mean? Um, Contrary to what they believe because they talk about paper and all that, right. Does not grow on trees. Won't have a money tree out back or anything. So even if your children are 10, you can start right now. It's never too late to start. The only disadvantage that you do to them is never starting. Right. Um, Yeah. I agree with Brittany. Um, my daughter, actually, she used to come. She comes to my meetings with me. She's come to meetings. She's come to workshops. You know, she's carrying my laptop bag for me. So I think actually your kids actually seeing the work that goes into making the money is the they need to see your work ethic. They need to see you getting up every day and going out there and making that dollar because you can't ask for the dollar if I didn't make the dollar. I need you to know where that dollar came from. Um, I also have, you know, just debit cards for my girls and you do your chores without me asking all week. You get your, you get your, your allowance every Thursday, but if you do not, then you do not get your money. Mm. And I also have to tell my, just like, you know, I have to spend responsibly. My daughters have to spend responsibly. Right. So if we go to the dollar store and they want something that's $10, but they only have $8, I've had to put those boundaries down and put my foot down and say, no, you don't have enough money. Because if I don't have enough money, I either have to swipe a credit card or put it back. And I'm trying to be more responsible and not swipe that credit card. So I believe that putting, you know, just showing them those boundaries that you have to have enough money to get what you need from the store. That's life. You can't take it. And we don't want to use credit. We want to save credit for emergencies. So, um, yeah, I agree with you, ladies. Starting it young, showing them where the money is actually coming from and actually having boundaries for them. You know, we we can't always just pull it out the air for them. They right. have to know that we, we struggle for this toilet paper. Yeah. We struggle, you know, for this dish detergent, for you to have water. You know what I mean? They have to know what we're actually doing to get that money for them to actually appreciate it. And, and what would you say for um, the people who have businesses? Because I came across a video recently where this lady said she hired her children and she wrote them off. And um, so that was something I thought it was like, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, as Liam gets older, like, he's going to be an, an employee, honey. And um, yeah. and, and he's a write-off. So, um, <laughs> so like, um, that's something that I would suggest for people to look into to get more information in regards to Listen, right off, right off, right off. Okay. Yes. All of it. Write it all off. <laughs> Pay your kids. Pay your kids and your business. Pay your kids. Everything. This lady said even her Bible was a write off. Everything. Because she need that spiritual counseling. 
Honey, for her. Everything is right off, honey. Well, so. She's getting a little too much razzle dazzle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think she was a Barbie show. So, um, uh, so I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if I can find my receipt on my Bible. <laughs> right. <laughs> you better say you coaching with that Bible. You better not just say it's a personal thing. It better be a business experience. Yes, exactly. So once again, I just want to thank you guys for being on the show. Everybody, let's give a hand clap for our ladies today, period. I'm super excited. I was so excited leading up to this day. I was like, oh my goodness. Like everything just came together, divine time. And I believe in that. And I'm just so grateful for this. All the, um, every dot is aligning right now. And I'm so grateful to have you guys here. And I hope to have you again. You are now a part of, but yes. <laughs> yes, you are now part of the whatever you say family. And we look forward to having you guys again um and i thank you thank and you thank make you. sure you take the names down and follow them listen follow them right now while you have the time and i'll see you ladies later thank you ladies thank Bye. you all for tuning in i'm your girl la once again and if you would like to be on the show make sure or you have any ideas of what we should have some shows about um email me at whatever you say info at gmail.com. Like always like share and subscribe honeys. My love bugs. I appreciate y'all so much. I appreciate y'all so much. We had to revamp the show. It started off with three ladies and then it's just me and the show must go on. And I want to send out love and light to the girls who used to be a part of the show. Quadria will be joining us next month. I think she has um, an episode. I see her pop up. I didn't even know she had an episode tonight. So make sure y'all look for On The Queue um, podcast as well. And um, yeah, um, y'all have a wonderful night. And as always, it's whatever you say, baby.